I'm Hannah Coles, and you are listening to Love at Home, episode number 28, Take Responsibility. You are listening to Love at Home, a podcast designed to help you learn how to develop and create long-lasting connections by first learning to strengthen and love yourself. Here's your host, LDS Life Coach, Hannah Coles. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another week. Have you ever had one of those weeks where it was like Thursday, like yesterday, like the week went by, skipping over five or six days and you're already at the next week and you're confused a little bit like what just happened? Yeah, that's totally me this week. I'm pretty serious about my planner and scheduling and documenting my time. So I do have physical proof that I did indeed live and take action this past week. It just flew by so quickly. My son entered teenagehood this week, and so we were busy enjoying that, and there was a lot planned for each day, which can either go ridiculously slow, or the blink once and it's gone route, (laughs) which this week was definitely the blink once and it's gone route, but it's great, though. Life is good, even when it feels like it isn't, and today, I'm going to tell you why. Today, we're talking about one of my favorite topics, which is taking responsibility. This is an interesting topic because when I introduce this to my clients, it's not usually their favorite topic at first. (laughs) In fact, I get a lot of pushback with it. And I can remember when I first learned about it too, and I wasn't an automatic fan about it. But really, it is the best thing you can do for yourself, taking responsibility for your life, for your emotions, for your actions, and the results and experiences in your life. So you might have to listen to this a few times to let the concept sink in, or better yet, schedule a mini session with me and I can walk you through it, specifically through your circumstances as well. When potential clients come to me, They're ready to tell me what's happening in their lives. They're ready to tell me what they want to change, what they don't like about their lives, what their story is. And when I start asking them questions like, why? Why do you think things are the way they are? Why do you feel that way? Why are you creating that result for yourself? They look at me like, what? Did you not hear what I just said? Then they go back through their story, only this time with more emphasis on who's to blame for their circumstances, because it's certainly not them. Did you hear? It's because of this. They want to blame their parents. They want to blame the government. They want to blame their childhood, their family, their friends, that bully that was tormenting them in the second grade. They blame their body. They blame their illness. They blame their job, their teacher, their calling, their lot in life. Blaming feels easy. Blaming feels temporarily good. It takes the weight and pressure off of you. It gives you a villain to be mad at so that you can stay in your story and be a victim, so that you can stay in your role as, poor me, doesn't this stink? And while your friends will agree with you and think, yeah, that's terrible. They shouldn't have done that. You were right all along. I, as a coach, will never do that. I'll never say those words because when you're blaming, when you're delegating your emotional life to someone else, usually to the wrong person, you're stuck in emotional childhood. Emotional childhood is blaming. What I teach, what I live by, what I offer to you today is a gift for yourself. 
This is the concept of emotional adulthood. This is when you take responsibility for your emotions, for your thoughts, feelings, actions, and all the results in your life. I'm going to walk you through this more thoroughly because I can already imagine your thoughts giving you some pushback here. But what if I can't help it if I have a physical ailment? How is it my fault that my body is this way or that my family is verbally abusive or that they did this to me? So don't worry. I'm going to walk you through all of it. The emotional childhood is when we blame. It's when we don't take responsibility. It's when we delegate that to others. It's the thinking that if they hadn't done that, then I'd feel whatever. Or it's their fault that I dot, dot, dot. But the problem with this is that you're stuck. You need them to change in some way for you to feel better. When my kids come to me and tattle about their sibling coming in their rooms unannounced and without permission, they're expecting me to solve their problem. They want the perpetrator to get in trouble so they can feel better. They want them to change so they can feel better. So they blame them for their unhappiness. But what if they don't really want to change? What if it's not a big deal to them? It's a problem because you're going to be waiting and waiting and waiting for an exceptionally long time, forever maybe, for you to feel how you want to feel. And that's a terrible way to go about things. You don't have to wait for them to change so that you can feel better. You can feel better now, right now, if you wanted to. By learning how to take responsibility of how you feel and responsibility for creating that feeling, it puts you in the driver's seat. It gives you back all your power. So when my clients come to me, and they tell me their story, they want me to agree with them. They want me to jump right in the pool with them and say, yeah, that's awful. They shouldn't have done that. But let me ask you this. What good does that do? Me validating you doesn't change your circumstances. It doesn't change the fact that you still feel powerless, that you don't like your results, that you feel terrible. It doesn't change the fact that you're still needing them to change so that you can feel better. Have you ever had that happen when you call up a friend and you vent to them and they totally agree with you and for a time you feel momentarily better because it feels nice when someone understands you. It feels nice to pass the buck. It feels nice to blame sometimes. But then afterwards you still feel awful because nothing really changed. You're still stuck in that space where a wrong has been done to you and they're not changing. And now, as it once felt good that they validated you, now it feels kind of worse that yeah, they think your life kind of stinks too. So my job as a coach is to help you learn how to take responsibility for how you feel in the first place. It's to teach you that they, whatever that is, they, the weather, the government, your family, your friends, whatever that is, cannot hurt you. Other people cannot offend you. They cannot anything to your feelings without your permission. And even then, it's not them doing it. It's you. It's your thoughts. Your thoughts are creating the discord. Your thoughts are creating the scenario that something is wrong. Your thoughts create the result in your life that something needs to be fixed, that they, whatever that is, needs to fix it. But most of us don't like to take emotional responsibility. It just feels easier to blame. It feels better to whine about it, to vent, to complain, to rally up a bunch of people on your side and all say, yeah, that's terrible. But it's not easier in the long run because you're left with the circumstances. You're left with the results that you've created. You're still stuck. And in your mind, there's no way out unless something outside of you changes. And since we have no control over that, 
We can't change or control other people. We can't change or control the weather. We can't change or control a lot of circumstances that happens to us. In fact, that's the definition of a circumstance, something outside of your control. We're stuck and that can feel scary sometimes. But when you take responsibility and become aware of the thoughts creating your results, you realize that you have all the power to change how you feel. They can keep doing what they want and need to be doing. The weather can pour every single day of your life. You can get an illness. Your family can say or do things that you might not agree with. And the best news is you can feel however you want to feel. It's amazing. It's truly amazing. We have so much power that we don't even realize. One of the biggest problems that we have, though, is this belief that others hurt us. Others hurt our feelings, and if they hurt our feelings, we can hurt them, right? We are taught this as children. I still hear it often just being out and about. The belief is wrong because we are agents to act and not be acted upon. I think I've said that in just about every single episode, every single podcast episode, because it's true. If you learn nothing else, just learn this, that you are an agent to act. You have control. You have your agency to choose. You're not an agent to be acted upon. No one can hurt you. They cannot hurt you. You hurt you by the thoughts you choose to believe. Let me say that again. You hurt you by the thoughts you choose to believe. I had a client once that was deeply hurt by their family and some words and actions that had been shared over the years and she was angry, so angry at them. She felt sad and rejected by them. She believed it was their actions and their words that hurt her and every time she'd think about them, the hurt would rise up again in her and she'd feel sad, rejected, and then angry again. She blamed them for her hurt feelings. She blamed them for how she felt. She thought they should change. She believed that what they did was wrong and they needed to remedy it. They needed to apologize. They needed to change. She didn't like when I showed her that it wasn't them that was hurting her, but the thoughts she had about them. It was what she made their words and actions mean that hurt her. It was how she interpreted the circumstances that created those feelings in her, not them. Now, please don't misunderstand. I am not saying that we should just think happy and be happy all the time. Just think rainbows and daisies and everything is just great and have that kind of attitude. That's not what I'm saying. There have been times, many times, that people have said things to me that my family have said things to me that I choose not to be happy about. I choose to feel hurt. I choose to believe that that wasn't right that something needs to be remedied. I choose to feel upset about it, but the difference is that I'm aware that I'm creating the hurt. Not them, it's me. It's my beliefs that something is wrong. It's my beliefs that they need to change. It's my beliefs, my thoughts that create my feelings. And when I choose to think that that was wrong, that that was offensive, that they shouldn't have said that, then I create the hurt for me. They didn't hurt me, it was my thoughts. This is really, really good news because if I created it, then I can uncreate it when I'm ready. Taking responsibility doesn't mean you have to plaster a grin and just bear it. It means that you recognize that you are creating how you feel and that you're owning that it's your thoughts that are generating that feeling. I had a friend once that rarely or seemed like never 
said thank you or appreciated the efforts and kindnesses of others. And I have to say that she never vocally appreciated those efforts. And it wasn't just me, but it really bothered me. It bothered me because I thought she should notice what other people do for her. She should care. She should value the time that I sacrificed to go out of my way for her. I had thoughts like even strangers say thank you for much less. I was baffled and confused, just in disbelief at first. But the more I focused my attention on these thoughts, that this belief that she shouldn't do that, I started feeling more irritated and frustrated with her and offended even. It took me a little bit to come to terms with what I was creating because clearly it was her. I was noble. I was generous. I was going out of my way for her and she couldn't even say thank you. There was a time that I wanted to blame, that I wanted to put it all on her. She should do this. She needs to change. She should just say thank you. How could she not notice what everyone's doing for her? But when I think that way, when I'm blaming her, I'm putting off my own happiness. I'm not okay until she does these things. And clearly, if she hasn't been interested to establish those habits, and maybe it's not a big deal to her, she's not going to start now. So I had to take responsibility for my results. I had to take responsibility for what I was creating in my life. Other people might not even care. To them, her actions wouldn't mean much. But to me, it was like, huh, no, not okay. And for a time, I was okay with choosing those thoughts. I didn't want to be happy that she didn't seem to value or appreciate my efforts. I didn't want to continue expending my energy in that direction where I didn't feel valued or I didn't think that she appreciated what I did for her. It's okay to think and believe what you want, but own it. Own that you're creating that for yourself. I will say I don't like feeling that way because I don't like how that feels and the actions I take when I feel that way. Our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings motivate us into action or in some cases inaction. When I felt hurt or offended, what did I do? I chose not to be around her. I chose to distance myself from her. I chose not to expend any more energy in that direction. I chose not to pick up when she called. I chose not to call her. So the next question that's really important is, Do I like how I'm showing up here? So own what you're creating for yourself. Own that, yes, I'm mad. I'm choosing to be mad. I recognize that it's my thoughts that are creating this feeling within me. That's the first step, taking responsibility. Know that nothing else around you is creating that, that you are choosing to create that. Two, do you like how it feels? Like, how does that feel? What feeling does that create for you when you think that? And then three, do you like how you're showing up? There have been times that I have chosen to be frustrated that maybe my house is a mess and I am feeling frustrated. Now, no one else in my house is feeling frustrated about it, but I'm frustrated about it. And I have to own and take responsibility that I'm choosing to believe that because I think that they should know better, that they should contribute, that they should clean. But I own that I'm creating that because clearly, if that were the case, they would be doing it, but they don't think that way. It's my thoughts creating that. When I felt frustrated, what did I do? What were my actions? How did I show up? And did I want to show up from that space? Was I being my best self from that space? That's really the question. And I can't answer that question for you. No one can answer that question for you except you. You know when your thoughts, feelings, and actions are in a line with showing up as your best you. Sometimes that even that phrase gets misconstrued. People think that being your best self just means to be happy all the time. And I hope I've said it 
enough where that's not the case. Being happy is not the goal. But I do believe our task, like President Monson said, is to become our best self. And only you know what that is. So take responsibility for your thoughts, what your thoughts create, what those feelings create. And then if you like how you're showing up when you feel that way. In some cases, I have clients that that want to strengthen their relationship in their marriage with their spouse. That's what they truly want. But then, you know, their spouse does something and they get so hurt and so offended and mad even at them because they shouldn't have done that. They blame them for their anger. If you hadn't dot, 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 I wouldn't be yelling. Remember, this is what emotional childhood is. It's blaming. It's the opposite of taking responsibility. Emotional childhood, it it's yelling. It's temper tantrums. It's throwing things, kicking the walls, slamming doors. It's silent treatments. Versus emotional responsibility is recognizing that you are in charge of your own feelings and actions. When you're mad, own that you are making yourself mad. And do you like how you're showing up when you're mad? They can't make you show up in a certain way. They can't make you mad. But when you believe they do, you give them all your power. You're helpless then and at the mercy of them and hoping they'll change so that you can feel better. Thinking and feeling and acting this way is so disempowering. It leaves you stuck. And that's a terrible place to be. But when you take responsibility that, yes, I'm mad. I'm choosing to be mad because I think things should be different. I own that it's my expectations of the circumstance of this person that is creating this for me. I'm creating this for me. When you operate from this stance, you still hold all your power. You have all the control. They can say, do, feel, react however they want to. They're human, endowed with agency, just like you and I. And they have no power over your emotions. Only you get to decide how you feel. So when my clients want that stronger relationship with their spouse, but they believe that their spouse is making them mad, they're making them yell all the time, they're the furthest away from having and creating that strong relationship. It's when you own that it's not them that's creating that, but you, you and your expectations, your manual, then you get to decide what you'll make their actions mean. When you realize that you really truly hold all the power, you can create amazing things. You can create amazing relationships. You can create a warm and generous world, or you can choose to think that things are wrong. You can choose to think that things should be different and you're gonna create that resistance you'll create that agitation and discomfort. It's up to you. But the first step is realizing that you have to take responsibility. You have to recognize your role in what you're creating. Seriously, I want you to think right now about your life. Are there areas that you are not happy with? What about today? What's happening even today? How do you feel today right now? Do you like what results you have right now? Do you like the number that you have in your bank account? Do you like your friends? The amount of friends, the quality of friends. Do you like your friends? Do you like your connections, your health, how you feel? Do you like your weight? Do you like where you're at right now? Now, if the answer is no to any of these, if not, why not? How are you responsible for your results? A lot of people hear this and they tend to go straight to blame. Well, it's not my fault. I have a low paying job. I have bills. It's not my fault that my bank account is low. It's not my fault we have a bad relationship. I try, but they don't care. It's their fault that we can't connect. In all these cases, thinking this way puts you in the victim role. You're a victim to your job. You're a victim to the people in your life. You're a victim to your body even. And when you're a victim, you're stuck. There's no changing it until they or it changes. How is thinking this way helping you? How is thinking this way blaming like this serving you? 
It's easier to pass the buck. I'll totally agree. To blame, but it's only temporarily easier because you're still not satisfied. You're expending a lot of time and energy thinking about it, focusing on what you can't change and the results that you create because yes, you do create them and it feels heavy and it leaves you wanting. When you take responsibility though, it opens the doors to hope. When you become focused on what you can change instead of what you can't, there's this light, there's this room for change, there's movement. You're no longer stuck. Yes, it's challenging. Absolutely, it's going to be hard. But what's harder? Believing you're stuck indefinitely or working through it and making change? Progress is progress, even if it's just an inch, even if it's just a millimeter, there's forward movement, there's growth. And what does Elder Bednar say? If you today are a little better than you were yesterday, then that's enough. And if tomorrow you're a little bit better than you were today, then that's enough. But you have to take responsibility. You have to own it. Once you own it, it's yours. The way you look at it, the way it feels, how much control you allow it to have over you and how much control you want to have over it, it's yours. You get to decide, but you can't change it, alter it, do anything until you take responsibility. You are in charge of your own happiness. William Arthur Ward said, happiness is an inside job. And it's so true. Other people don't make us happy. You make yourself happy by the thoughts you choose to think about them. It goes both ways. Just like saying they can't make you mad, they also can't make you happy. Believing they do is dangerous ground, my friends. Believing this motivates us to seek outside validation, to manipulate, to be someone other than we are because we're trying to get their attention, we're trying to seek their approval because if we get it, then we'll be happy. And that's again, not taking responsibility for your emotions. Let me give you this example. Years ago, I had this very sweet sister come over one afternoon unannounced to bring me this bouquet, like this huge bouquet of bright, cheerful yellow daffodils, which are one of my favorite, favorite flowers. I love daffodils, they're so happy. And I was having a bit of a down day. So when she came by and brought a bouquet of beauty, oh, I felt so happy. I felt so grateful. I felt so much love for this sweet sister and I still do. And it totally changed my whole day, my outlook. I just was plastered ear to ear with this smile all day. But even at times like these, we have to take responsibility for your emotions. If I believed that she made me happy, then I'd be expecting others to bring me things, to do things for me so that I can be happy. I'd be relying on outside sources so that I could be happy. This is a problem because I'm waiting on them. And what if they don't? What if no one comes by? What if no one offers me praise? What if no one says thank you? What if no one brings anything? What then? I'm helpless, I'm stuck. But if I can take responsibility even then, even in that moment that I'm creating the feelings of happy by my thoughts about her, then I realize I have the power to think those thoughts again in the future and I can create happy all over again. I felt happy and grateful and loved because I thought things like, oh, that was so nice that she'd come out of her way to see me. She must care about me. Those flowers are so pretty. I just love yellow. She is such a sweetheart. I love her. Notice my thoughts about her. When I think those thoughts, oh, she's such a sweetheart, I love her, I create that feeling of love, of admiration. I created my reality. I created how I felt about her. And like I said, this was years and years ago. And right now I'm feeling those feelings all over again. And she is in a different state. She lives far away from me and I haven't seen her or talked to her in a very long time. And I can still generate these feelings of happy because of the thoughts that I'm choosing to think. This works both ways. You make yourself happy by the thoughts you choose to think and believe, and you hurt your own feelings by the thoughts you choose to think and believe. You make yourself mad by the thoughts you choose to think and believe. You are the key factor. It's you. It's not them. It's not outside of you. 
This concept is so powerful and freeing. It releases the hold others have or the world has on you. You can be in any circumstance and not have to feel a certain way. You can be around anyone and not automatically feel a certain way. You can have callings with people and not have to feel frustrated or upset. You can feel however you want to feel each and every minute of your life by taking responsibility of your emotions. Now tell me, doesn't that feel so much better than blaming? When you blame others or circumstances, you're powerless. But when you realize and become aware that it's your thoughts that create how you feel, it offers you a huge gift, the gift of freedom, if you want it. This goes hand in hand with the concept of wanting versus needing. And this was talked about back in episode 15, so go back and check that one out. Taking responsibility doesn't mean that we're just indifferent. It doesn't mean that we don't want things or for people to treat us differently or do things differently. It means that whether they do or don't, you're going to be okay. You're going to feel however you want to feel. When I show up needing things from them so that I can feel better, I'm operating from emotional childhood. This is basically saying, you need to do this for me so that I can feel better. And if they don't, then you blame them because it's their fault you're feeling the way you are. But taking responsibility looks like you can do whatever you choose to do because you have agency to do so. And I'm going to do what I feel is best because I have agency to do so. I'm going to think, feel, and do what I need to do to take care of me because I'm in charge of my happiness, not you. It's so freeing. It helps so much in our friendships, in our marriages, and our homes. Showing up knowing you're going to be okay no matter what is liberating and powerful. It eliminates the perceived need to manipulate, to try and get people to see you or think about you in a different light. It eliminates the extra weight, the pressure, and expectations for you to be different than you are. It's also inviting because you're open to more possibilities. Think about just how often you hand over your power to others. When someone doesn't call or text you back right away and you think, oh, they don't care about me or they'd be responding faster, you've given them your power. You need them to change or call or respond faster so that you can feel better, loved, appreciated, secure, whatever that is for you. Or when you invite someone to do something and they say no or cancel on you last minute and you make it mean that they don't really care, if they did, they'd be here. Notice that you're needing them to change to be different so that you can feel cared about. Or when you need your family to contribute more around the house, not because it'd be nice and helpful, but because you told them to and they're not doing it. You need them to change, to help out more, to clean more, to contribute so that you can feel in control. And when they don't, you make it mean that they're being disrespectful. They're not caring about your time, your rules, your home. How about when you need others to compliment you? It can be after you make something or give a talk or a performance or whatever it is, you need them to do that for you so that you can feel proud, confident, and happy. Stop giving others responsibility for your emotions. Decide ahead of time how you want to feel and then take responsibility for it. Stop blaming others for how you feel. If you don't like how you feel, know that you and only you can change it. Take responsibility for your happiness, for your feelings, for your actions, and for the results in your life. No matter what someone says to you, you can trust that you're going to be totally fine because they cannot hurt you. Even if they come flat out and say, I don't like this about you, you can still be 100% okay because you recognize that they are in charge of their thoughts, emotions, and actions. What they said is about them. It's about their thoughts, their preferences, their expectations. You can choose how you want to feel about it. You can choose to think, hmm, that's a bummer they think that. I'm sorry you don't like that. I don't mind that, but I'm sorry that you don't like that. And you can be okay with that. And you don't have to change a single thing because you know it's not about you. You didn't create their dislike. 
You didn't cause it. Knowing this and deciding how you want to feel, what kind of person you do want to show up as actually helps the situation. When you take responsibility of your own emotions and just let them be in charge of their own, you can have conversations without getting hurt, without being offended. In fact, this is a huge reason why so many people refuse to have deeper conversations. They don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to say what they really think and feel because they're afraid it'll quote unquote hurt the other person's feelings. But what if you just realized and internalized that you can't hurt their feelings? This isn't to say we show up calloused and nonchalant. In fact, the opposite. When you allow yourself to take responsibility, you can show up caring, compassionate. You can have those deep conversations because you know that no matter what, they can't hurt you, you can't hurt them. Instead of something to be feared and avoided, you allow the opportunity to take your relationship to a deeper level. But when we're too wrapped up in the belief that we hurt them and they hurt us and it sounds scary, we don't have those talks. We fear those conversations that could potentially hurt us. And as a result, we stay on the superficial level, we walk on eggshells, and we miss out on how amazing that connection can be. We're afraid that they might say something hurtful about us, that they might say that they don't like something about us. And I really need you to understand and practice believing that what they say is about them. It's not about you. There is nothing wrong with you. You are 100% whole and valuable exactly as you are right now. This takes a lot of work and a lot of practice. I want you to think how long you've been practicing believing that other people can hurt your feelings. A long time, right? This is not an overnight process. It's a daily, hourly practice. It's one that I pray for help with sometimes. You can absolutely pray for help. He is there. He is anxious to help you. He wants to help you show up as your best self, however that looks like for you. Do you know who you want to be and how you want to show up? It's a really crucial question and one I ask myself a lot. When my kids do something I don't agree with or that I would have never done, I have to decide who I want to be in that moment. Do I want to be the kind of person that freaks out? Do I want to show up as angry? Do I want to be reactive? Or do I want to show up as compassionate, loving, and curious? I have to decide that. I have to know what direction to point my ship. I have to remind myself that no matter what others do, it's ultimately my choice whether I'm happy or unhappy, sad or joyful, hurt or grateful, valued or rejected. Those are feelings. Feelings come from my thoughts, so it's my choice. How do I want to feel? How do I want to show up? Other people can't make us feel anything. We choose how we feel by the thoughts we choose to believe. Recognizing this is taking responsibility. Taking responsibility is the first step to freedom. It is the higher route. It is more challenging. It's easier to be an emotional childhood. It's easier to blame others. It's easier just to complain about others and want them to change and want them to do all the work. But it's not a full life. It's not fulfilling. It's not helping you grow, evolve, or become more like Heavenly Father and what He knows you can be. Practice recognizing that your thoughts create how you feel. Awareness is first. Awareness that you have a choice. Awareness that your thoughts create your feelings. Awareness that if you're not happy, only you can change that. Stop trying to change others and decide to change you. Take responsibility for your emotions and just let others be themselves with their own agency. Okay, I would love to hear from you as always. Email me and let's chat. Like I said, better yet, set up that free mini session and let's work on up-leveling your life. All right, have a fantastic week. I will talk to you guys next time. 
Thanks for listening to Love at Home, the podcast. Check out the show notes for this episode at www.thecatalystcoaching.com. If you loved the show, make sure to head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Until next time.